0: You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio number one psychic radio network and watching Moonstruck TV and lightning television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 8488 3147 Or on Line, contact us through our Facebook page, slash psychic radio. or one of our websites, askwanradio.com or Moonstruck.tv. This is Amanda Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast here in Australia. Where you are in the world right now, but I can assure you here in Australia the weather's starting to turn. It's sort of autumn, or if you're in the States, what's equivalent to your fall? So the mornings here are getting a little bit more chilly. And yes, it is early morning here in Australia. And it's 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 been such an interesting week, hasn't it? I mean, around the world, whichever news broadcast that you watch, it's full of COVID, it's full of COVID vaccinations, it's full of the trial with um for George Floyd. And just before I came to where, what an amazing news to find that that police officer that killed George Floyd was actually convicted on the three counts. And, you know, that's a, that's a a very big milestone in the world today. When we look at now, we're finally starting to get justice for the people that aren't Caucasian. And it's about time. I know that, you know, we shouldn't be, in a sense, celebrating, but we do have to celebrate the fact that justice has been served here And that finally people are starting to stand up for people's rights. And it doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is or what your religious beliefs are or who you vote for. A person's life was taken and it was taken in the most disgusting way. And we have to stand up as a world and say it's about time that we've got to stop this unmitigated violence against people that are doing nothing wrong. Yes, look, I'm a firm believer and we need police departments and they do an amazing job around the world. But as in any profession, there's always one or two bad apples. And, you know, the one or two bad apples don't spoil the barrel, as they used to say. So we have to keep sight of that as well, even though that we celebrate the fact that, you know, justice is being served and there is something good that's come out of this terrible tragedy. But we now need to focus on this never happening again. And I think that's the bigger lesson here is that we have to look at those sort of things. So let's kick the show off with the Secrets of Tarot card of the week. And I'm really pleased to say that it's a very bright positive card this week. It's called the Sun. Now, the Sun card to me is where you find the heart and soul in any reading or the heart and soul in your life. But this card particularly pertains to a couple of different things. Now, the first meaning is marriage. Now, when I talk about marriage, you can call me old-fashioned. You can say, Amanda, why don't you move with the times? But marriage to me is something where you get the piece of paper that says, I do. Whether you're male and female or two males or two females, and, and that's a personal thing, whether you believe in that type of marriage or not. It's not up for debate at the moment, but this is the card of marriage. So, you know, if this comes out in a reading and somebody's sitting in front of you and they're young and starry-eyed, you can say to them, well, you know, there, there is going to be a legalised marriage. More importantly, the secondary meaning comes out more often than the word marriage. I mean, how many times do we get married in one lifetime? Is happiness and bright prospects. Now, that's the part of the card I'd like to focus on. Wouldn't it be nice to bring some bright prospects into all of our lives this week which will induce happiness? I think it's about time that we took a happy pill. We've had so much bad news for such a long period of time, whether it's you know, pandemics or whether it's food shortages or whether it's the weather events or just plain politics or just plain life is boring as usual, we've had enough of that. It's time now to bring something bright, something positive into our lives and something we can say that's going to bring us a little bit of personal happiness. I'm very much in in line for being positive and trying to bring something better into our world than what we had last week. So it's always a nice card to have. It is one of the major arcana, and that means it's one of the very important parts of a reading. So we're going to focus now on the astrology section. And as I said before, um, we've just had the, the good news just before I came to air about George Floyd's um, killer had been found guilty on three accounts. Now, this is interesting because I can tie this into the astrology this week because we've been talking about over the months now the planet Uranus, like the Tower Card in the Tarot Card, is sitting in Taurus, which is going to bring about sudden, unusual changes to our belief systems. It's going to be like a bolt of lightning. It's going to be something that's not necessarily unexpected but happens suddenly and sometimes can sort of make you catch your breath a little bit. So this week the emphasis is so many planets sitting in Taurus. We're in the Taurian time of the year. Now, Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac. So what this means now, we've just come through the heady times of Aries, where everything was me first and did I tell you about me first and me first and me first and get up off the couch and let's go, it's full speed ahead, we only know two speeds, fast and stop. Well, now we're sort of going to catch our breath and we're going to slow things down quite quite dramatically now because Taurus is sort of like the middle part of the, the equation. We've got, you know, the get up off the couch, we've got the middle bit where we start to sort of cement things together and start to get some direction, start to get some ideas of what we want to bring into our lives and bring it down in a, a slow deliberate definite sort of manner then the final part of the equation is when things move into the, the next sign of to Gemini where we sort of you know start to balance things out again so this part of the cycle is that it's about our value systems it's about what we ourselves as personal people me myself and I are responsible for. So it is about our value systems. It's about our own personal income. It's about the things that we stand up for, the things that we believe in, the things that matter to us. So, you know, most Taureans that I've ever met in my lifetime are very focused on money and what they own. And it's everything to them is a possession, whether it's a person, a couch, a a dining room chair, a bank book, a car, anything. It's always about it's mine. So we have to be very aware of the next you know, monthly cycle here that a lot of things are going to come back to this is mine and you can't have it. So we're going to become a little bit territorial. We're going to become a little bit possessive in some cases of this is my property and I own it. So having said that, it doesn't mean that we have to be greedy and selfish. It means, yes, that we can respect what is ours and what we believe in and what we stand up for we also have to be mindful that the other person may have a different set of principles or a different set of values which they choose to live by. And it doesn't say one is right and one is wrong. It's asking us to be mindful of the other person's opinion and their belief systems. So the sun, the soul of the chart or the heart of the chart is actually in Taurus at the moment. So he's conjunct or she, he, she, whichever way you want to look at it, it's a luminary, so to me it's neutral is conjunct or holding hands, Mercury, the planet of communication. So we're going to find communication now is going to be very clear, very articulate, very definite. It may even be a little bit slower. We'll find people aren't talking quite as fast as if they're not in a hurry to get it all out before they burst it's sort of like there'll be pauses. There'll be times where people will stop and gather their thoughts and think before they move on to the next section. So some people might find that a little bit frustrating, like hurry up and get on with it, I'm time poor. But other people will find that a refreshing change, that they've got time to analyse what's being said, what's being shared with them, and to sort of make form their own conclusions and sort of have their own personal input into the other side of the conversation. So along with Mercury, we have Mercury holding hands or conjunct Venus, the planet of love and affection. Now, Venus actually rules Taurus. So Venus is actually very much at home here now because he's back in his own home and and she's back in her own home and saying, I want to make the world beautiful. Venus is where we look for the prettier things in life, the things that bring us pleasure and bring us joy. Venus rules things like the arts, paintings, soft furnishings, things that we can adorn our home with, adorn ourselves with, with fine jewellery, things that are really important to us that make our heart sing, make us feel good about ourselves, that make our environment pretty and comfortable. And that also equates to food. It can be a time where we're looking for something a little bit more substantial. You know, we're not looking for a lettuce leaf and a bit of tomato. We're looking for something more solid. And it's not just in the southern hemisphere as we're going into the cooler months. This also can be the case in the northern hemisphere where, you know, things should be starting to lighten up a bit and you're going more towards your summer type of diet. You might sort of feel, well, that's great. I'd like, you know, nothing more than a nice fresh garden salad and some fresh fruit. But hang on a minute, I want a big lump of meat or I want a big amount of protein to go with that. So I feel like I've got something substantial. So just be aware that this can also be a time of the year where I know we've just got over Easter and we should all be in sugar overload, but we can get a little bit of a sweet tooth. And this is the time where even if you don't particularly have a sweet tooth, you find yourself reaching for something sweet or sweet, reaching for a sweet fizzy drink. So just be aware of that. Overindulgence is a possibility here. So everything in moderation's fine. I think, you know, I think we've got to learn to be able to sort of say, well, okay, a little treat every now and then of something that you love doesn't hurt you. But if you have it on a daily basis or an hourly basis, that's a different equation. Then we've got Venus conjunct or holding hands Uranus that I spoke about a little bit earlier. So this is bringing in sudden, unusual, unexpected opportunities. It can be good or bad. I feel at the moment Uranus is going to start to bring some breakthroughs around the world in areas that are very important to us. So what are the most important things to us in the globe at the moment? Everybody's still got the pandemic on the top of their list. And you know, whether that means we're going to get some more breakthroughs and we're going to get some, some more positive news about vaccines and some of the ones that have been under the spotlight in the last couple of weeks might finally get the go ahead and they might find the, the trigger points or whatever it is that's triggering some of the the bad side effects or the, the side effects that they don't wish to broadcast. And it may also mean that we're going to finally start to put this pandemic in the rear vision mirror, that if each and every one of us did what we were told and instructed by the local authorities, we could wipe this out fairly quickly. I think we've all become COVID-tired I think we're all sick to death of rules and regulations and having to mask up and do all these things that, you know, to go out for something that's a very simple sort of equation. I don't know about your part of the world, but here in Australia, if you walk into somewhere to sit down to have a meal, there's, you know, all these forms you've got to fill in or, you know, scan your phone with a QR code to sort of say that you were there and how long you were there and who you were with. And this is just, you know, the tracking situation in case of an outbreak. So it sort of becomes quite tiring after a while. You've got to add that extra time factor into just going out for a bite to eat or attending somewhere and you sort of, you know, even your local swimming pool, the same procedure, and you think, oh, is it really worth hopping in the car and going down to get some exercise? No, I think I'll stay home. So all of these things we've got to take into consideration. These are there for our own benefit. And this leads me on to the next part of astrology that I want to talk about. We've got Saturn, the planet of discipline, is sitting in Aquarius. Now, Saturn is the father figure. He's the one that wields the big stick. It's where our discipline, our drive, our stickability comes from, our determination, you know, that gives us the ability to stick to a project and see it through to the end. Now, Saturn is actually sitting in Aquarius, which is an uncomfortable place for Saturn because Aquarius likes to be different, likes to think outside the square, be daring, shock people, Say things in a room full of people that you shouldn't, and everybody goes aghast, and then all of a sudden things lighten up. That's the Aquarian way, is that it's very much about I know, and if you just want something answered, just ask me and I'll tell you because I have the answers to everything. So Saturn finds it a little bit uncomfortable here, but I'm not saying that he's finding it that he can't come, can't find something great to come out of this because with the discipline of Saturn, and the ability to think outside the square of the Aquarian energy, I think we're going to get some major breakthroughs. We're going to get things that are going to happen in maybe a different way to the way that we imagined that we should be looking for solutions. Now, this is trining. Now, a trine in astrology is an easy aspect. It's where we get our brilliance from. Now, the trine that this is forming is to the north node, which is not actually a planet, but this is where we look for the way out what we should be aspiring to, what we should be trying to achieve. Now, the North Node is currently sitting in Gemini. Now, the Gemini energy is about local issues. It's about having a good time. It's about, you know, really being in your head and sort of flitting from one situation to another, Now, sometimes the gen and I energy gets a bad rap because it's sort of almost like people can't mind their own business. They're too busy chattering and minding everybody else's business except their own. But out of this comes ideas. Out of this comes with conversations and flitting from one thing to another comes the brilliance of like a slideshow, a a slideshow of ideas. Now, when you have this making this lovely aspect to Saturn in Aquarius, I believe we're going to see some breakthroughs. Now, I'm hoping it's against the pandemic that, you know, by people sharing their information from their own local environment and what they're seeing on the ground and how it's affected their communities, their country, their health systems, their way of doing things, which might be slightly different to someone else's way of doing things. And when we pool all this data together, just hopefully out of this, We're going to find some out-of-the-box ideas or solutions or suggestions that may just be the key to the answers that we've been looking for as a globe of how to quickly bring this under control and bring it under control in a way that we can live with it. Now, I've done a lot of research on the Spanish flu, and the Spanish flu, even though it was 100 years ago and it wiped out a lot of people around the world, they didn't actually vaccinate for that for quite some time. It had three major waves and it was something that we never really stamped out. But we as a globe had enough people that had immunity to it, that had been vaccinated from it, that did as they were directed to do with masking up and washing their hands and socially distancing and closing borders, that we eventually got it to a point that it did not affect us in the same way. The Spanish flu is still about today. And a 100 years later, we, we as a globe have learnt to deal with it and live with it. Some people believe that this is where our different strains of influenza come from. I'm not a medical person. I can't comment on that. All I can comment on is the research that I did astrologically, looking for some sort of similarities. Was there some sort of guidance that I could glean from that time? with looking at where we were in this COVID-19 pandemic. And I was pleased to say that I found absolutely nothing that correlated with either event. So that was a good thing as far as I was concerned. So COVID is a standalone thing as far as an astrological event, and I do believe we will get the answers. And, you know, I've spoken many times on the show about I do believe part of this is tied up with global warming and I do believe part of this is tied up with the globe was out of control and we needed to go back to basics and I keep saying that week after week with Pluto and Capricorn being there since 2008 there until 2022 is asking us to completely transform the way that we approach these situations from global warming to finances to how we live our lives to the fact that we became too focused on materialism that we forgot the important things like spending time with family and spending time with our children. So that's what the, the pandemic gave us back was time. Was that we had the opportunity to reevaluate what has become important to us as human beings. And finally we've still got Jupiter, the planet of expansion and opportunity and luck, sitting in Aquarius. So I also believe Jupiter here is going to have help Saturn with his little venture trining the North Node in helping to try and transform or find some solutions to this worldwide pandemic and other worldwide issues like global warming and the fact that black lives do matter around the world. So we're going to be in for some interesting times, I think, in our news cycles in the next coming few months. So let's take our first call, which is Lindsay in Brady in Texas, USA. Are you there, Lindsay? Yes, I am. Do you have a question I can work with, please, Lindsay? I'm sorry, I can't understand. I can't hear you for some reason. Do you have a question I can answer for you, sweetie? Um, yes, I do. Um, my husband has passed. He passed about ten years ago. Um, we really weren't on very good terms when he passed. Um, I just right. wanna know if he's happy with the way I'm raising our kids and if he's happy with me. Okay, sweetie. Look, it's always really hard, Lindsay, when you lose someone and you'd be surprised when I say to you that it's not an uncommon thing that we have a disagreement or we have some crosswords with someone and then they're suddenly taken from us and we then left behind and we question about, oh, my goodness, I wish I hadn't said that or I wish that hadn't happened because we've parted on bad terms. I've never had anybody come through from the other side, Lindsay, and tell me that that's all they're bogged down on was the last crosswords they had with their partner. They usually come through and say, please let them know I'm okay, I'm well, I'm happy. Nobody wants to die. Let's be very clear. Nobody ever comes through and says, yippee-doodle-dandy, I'm pleased I'm here. They usually have a point of time where they have to find some sort of acceptance themselves that they did, you know, their life did come to an end here on earth. I can assure you your late husband is with you all the time. If he was unhappy with something that you were doing or the way that you were raising your children, let me assure you he would find a way of sharing with you in that way that he was unhappy about something. And that would be that all of a sudden you'd wake up and you think, I'm going the wrong way. I've got to handle this situation in a completely different way to the way that I've been doing it. You would have a gut feeling about something. That he is definitely with you all the time. He's just keeps showing me all these beautiful big pink hearts. So my symbolism for that is that he's very happy with everything that you're doing. He's not unhappy at all. He wants you to keep going. He wants you to keep doing what you're doing. He's very proud of the children. He sort of says to me that you haven't, you've neglected yourself a little bit. He wants to see you start to take some time for you. You know, he wants to yeah. see you smile again that, you know, you're putting so much love and attention into the children and trying to make sure that you're doing an exceptional job, but you're forgetting about you. And that's important to him. He wants to see you smile again, darling. He wants to see you happy. He wants to see you, you know, take life back again. You know, if you meet somebody and they bring a smile to your face, well, that's great. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to see you on your own forever. So he he hasn't even acknowledge to me that he was in any way upset with you when he left the planet, That's that was a race. That was something that only you're, you're the only one that's bogging down on that. He's not bogging down on that at all. He's looking at the great times you've had together, the fun, the laughter, the times when you had no money and the times when you had money and you could make choices that put a smile to your face. And he just wants you to be yourself and he wants you to smile again. That's what you can do for him, Lindsay. I hope that helps it you, sweetie. That sounds about right. That sounds right. Yeah, and he, was a, yeah, and he was a very unselfish sort of man. I mean, all he wanted to do was make sure that the family was fed, had a roof over their head, and everybody had a smile on their face. And that made him a happy man. And that's what he wants to see today. He wants you to take time for you, even if it's only five minutes a day. Take some time for you and be you again. That's really important, Lindsay. We have to leave it there, sweetie. I've got a talk with Jody now in Red Deer in Alberta in Canada. Are you there, Jodie? Hi there. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Jodie. Do you have a question I can answer for you, sweetie? Um. Well, yeah, I just want to, uh, I don't know what I'm going to ask, but I didn't, uh, I didn't get ready for this. But I just want to know if there's anyone around me. I, I'm, I'm going through a really hard time right now, so I just want to know if, Everything's going to be okay. Okay, Jodie. Yeah, um, the spirits are really active this morning, tickling my face with a feather. Um, Darling, we always have someone around us from the other side. and And it's one of the probably the most common questions I get asked is that I feel like I'm doing this by myself. Are you sure that there's someone there, Amanda? There's always someone there on the other side guiding us, holding us up, helping us, walking through the situation with us. But we as humans are looking for some proof. We're looking for something solid that we can turn around and say, oh, well, that rock dropped on my foot. That must be mum or that must be grandma or that must be nana. And we're looking for something solid. But just know that there is a lot, you've got a plethora of people around you on the other side all running all different directions. So from what I take from that, Jodie, is they're working very hard to try and get your life back into some sort of balance. I appreciate that there's been a lot of endings, changes and transformations, particularly in this last six to 12 months. And these would have happened anyway, even if we hadn't had COVID going on. You were, you were gearing up ready for a lot of change in your life. So it's just sort of like you've had so much time to sort of, I think, focus on things and look at everything and probably overanalyse everything. I think we've got to take things back to yeah, basics, Joe. You know, like what's your first feeling on something? You know, go with that and don't pull it apart 50 times. You know, analyse it once or twice. By the time we get to the third time, draw a line under it and say, that's it, that's the final decision. I don't have to keep looking at this in case I'm going to get a different answer because we can always, as human beings, create a different answer. doesn't necessarily mean it's the right answer. So I always work on the score. If something really troubles me, by the time I get to the third look at it, Whatever I I come up with then, that's got to be the answer and I draw a line under it so that we're not obsessing with things that we can't change. You know, we can only deal with what we've got here in front of us at this present second. We can't change the past. The future is yet to be revealed. All we can deal with is the here and now. And I think you've been far too hard on yourself, Jodie, looking for total and utter perfection all the time. Instead of just letting Jodie be Jodie, and be happy with who you are, that's all you need to do. I think by the time we get to June, which I know is still five, six weeks away, you're going to find by then you're going to feel a lot more comfortable with the things that start to unfold in your life then. You're starting to see that little ray of hope, that little ray of happiness that I can see by doing this, that will lead to that and that will lead to this, and you're starting to feel like you're back in the driver's seat. I think that's probably the biggest problem, Jodie, is you feel as if everything's out of control that you haven't been able to control what has been taking place, that you've been sort of like this log floating down the river, but you haven't been the one that's been able to pull it up and say, I'm going to have a rest. It just keeps going. So is there a change of resonance coming up, Jodie? Yeah, I hope so. I, I, like, literally been working really, really hard to get my children back. and, and I right. I I I feel like I'm really stuck, and I'm not getting any justice or anything, so I've been really emotionally just exhausted. Well, I can understand that. I mean, you know, if you don't feel like you're getting any justice and you're not making any progress in what you're seeing and what's the information that's being shared with you of wanting to reunite your family back again, of course you're going to feel exhausted and frustrated and yeah. wonder what you're doing here and what's the purpose to life, why did this happen, how did this happen? You know, and I mean, I think that's why I'm saying to you, you've got to stop going over it and over it and over it and over it. You're not going to get any different answer to why the why life led you down this path to where we are now we've got to look at what can we try and do to change this. And I just sort of feel from June, you're going to find that doors are going to finally start to fly open in your direction, and that's a good thing. And let me assure you, your children are pretty resilient when you do get them back, and I do see you reuniting the whole family, not part of the family, the whole family, that you will be really surprised at how grown up they've become and the things that they share with you, and it's going to bring a smile to your face that you're going to realize then that you really did instill some good tools in these children to cope with what they had to go through. And you're going to be such a proud mum that, you know, that, wow, even though I missed all that time with them, wow, look at what they're sharing with me and how strong they became and the beautiful little people that they are but I think they'll be back again with you very, very quickly, Jodie. So just please believe in that. Get out of bed every morning and say, today's the day that I have amazing good fortune and my children will be home very soon and they will be home very soon. So that's where we're going to leave Jodie in Canada. Here in Australia this weekend, we're going to be celebrating what's known as Anzac Day, which is our Memorial Day for our soldiers. I purposely this year didn't put anything on set to, to... remember that by I think we've had enough sadness and enough tragedy in the world that I wanted to just light a couple of candles as a remembrance to all the soldiers and all the military people the the lives that we've lost from every single nation around the world not just here in Australia and New Zealand and that's where Anzac comes from. I wanted to commemorate all of our fallen soldiers male and female and just You know, spend a couple of minutes over the weekend remembering those people that do such an amazing service for us around the world to keep our world safe and to keep our lives as safe as possible. So until next week, have a great week and bye for now.